And now, from the lounge, from the lounge at Harrisburg Beer and Cigar, Union Deposit Road next to Big Lots, the area's finest selection of premium cigars and your favorite beer. The Lounge, four guys, four good friends who love to light up and talk, commiserate, and debate the topics of the day while enjoying a good cigar. So light one up and enjoy one yourself, and let's talk cigars and life from The Lounge. Well, uh, good morning, good morning to all our listeners out there in uh, uh, the land of uh, the living. This is live from the lounge from Harrisburg Beer and Cigar are on Union Deposit Road. Uh, I know you're surprised again, the listeners, that the Duke's voice is not being heard. Well, my friends, Gary, unfortunately, for the first time that I've known, is under the weather. And Bill, under the weather, is something for Gary. Uh, yeah, it is. It, uh, he's a wimp. Hey, half of us in the room are sick, and we're here to entertain our audience. So, Gary, you heard that. You're, you, when you listen to this cast, you're a wimp, and, and, and they said it, and I didn't. But uh, let, me, let me go around the room uh, and uh, introduce the strong that's here, uh, and we'll start with <laughs> Frank the Cop. Bill the Professor. Dale the Instigator. And we got Jose the Auto Technician. And uh, uh, the big guy, again, is behind the, the uh, camera, Facebook camera, phone, um, streaming it live while we're doing the show. You know, I was just thinking, since Gary isn't here, he and he spent the entire afternoon with me in the golf course, gives kind of a new meaning to, I'm sick of you. <laughs> well, as I, as That's why I, it's not here. As I understand it, Gary just had a really difficult night sleeping. I guess nobody fluffed his pillows for him, and, and that could be pretty dramatic. No, the reality of it, today was Gary's day to buy the cigars. <laughs> wow. There you go. Yeah. Wow, well, that's a great, great lead-in to uh, Nick's pick today. And with uh, nothing further to say, I'm going to turn it over to Dale, the instigator, who was the individual that Gary stuck for, for, for <laughs> again, Nick's, again, again. for Nick's <laughs> All right, well, today we're having uh, the privilege, really, of smoking a Partagas 1845. Uh, the, the title, and, and this is uh, an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper with a Dominican binder and filler. Uh, this is a really smooth cigar, medium bodied, uh, looks like a box press, but it's not a true box press. But uh, again, very smooth cigar, flavorful, um, but not extremely spicy. Uh, again, it got its name, the original founder uh, of, of the company was actually Cease. Uh, C. Fuentes, uh, who was born in 1845. It's a 147-year-old company, and uh, this is their acknowledgement of that. And again, it's a very, uh, very comfortable smoke, medium-bodied. If you're uh, somebody that doesn't like full-bodied, this is definitely a good fit for you. If Bill were feeling better uh, and could taste the smoke, he'd probably enjoy this one. Jerry, you're a little more of a full-bodied guy. How? How are you finding it? Uh, I'm, I'm finding it uh, actually right in the uh, medium body range. Um, 
the interesting thing uh, as I just got started on it is it's burning burning extremely even uh, flaking a little on the end uh, has a, a, um, a white ash more than a white ash than it but it does have some black in it but the white ash normally tells us that uh, a, as you said Dale the uh, um, filler is made up pretty much of Dominican, I think you said. So Dominican tobacco will burn a little white ash uh, versus the Nicaraguans that burn with more of a black, blackish uh, ash or zebra color ash. I'll say it like that. But overall, it's a great smoke. Looking at the construction, um, it's almost uh, uh, um, rustic. Um, I, I, you know, that would do the term that I use, rustic. I mean, it's not an oily. It. it, it has some uh, imperfections, and, and you, you you should know that um, based on, on on the year and why it was uh, uh, made. And it, you know they come from Cuba, as Dale said earlier. You know, uh, did they make did they make cigars any other places? I said not that we know of. But so those cigars back in the day would be uh, they wouldn't be perfect, is what I'm saying. The rollers were rolling them clearly by hand. Uh, yeah, and this um, is so, hand rolled. Right. So, so uh, uh, but uh, very good cigar. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to someone who um, be their first cigar if they did not uh, like um, medium body cigars. You know, so that's uh, what I think. Got a question for you, Dale. Is this cigar available on uh, the internet through their the, uh, mail, this, Nick's mail, well, and Aaron. Nick's Beer and Cigars has the cigar available, and it is also available on Black Lion Luxuries. So, one of our listeners want to try this. You don't really have to come in. You can go online, order it, and have it mailed to you, or go online, order it, and stop by. Better yet, stop by and pick it up and join us for a cigar at the lounge. And uh, Jose, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think for the money, I think it's a uh, it's a very smooth cigar. Uh, it's a, uh, burns nice and tastes good. It doesn't have a bitter taste to it. It's very smooth and creamy. I think for a, for a mouth cigar, well, I think the, it's uh, the price point is twelve forty nine. Yeah, I think it's worth every penny. For so, so it, it's it's uh, uh, um, at that price point, it, it's a decent price point for a cigar. Uh, uh, Ironically, the, the, the same cigar would co cost upwards to about $16 in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, just because of tax base. So uh, hmm. um, probably uh, um, something that uh, most people in Atlanta would not purchase on a yeah. daily basis. I was in Phoenix, and I bought a Liga 9. Thought, hey, this is great. It was like 12 bucks. Wow, what a great price for Liga Nine! And then I bought it, and after tax, it was eighteen ninety four. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's wow. just amazing that that uh, um, we are extremely, extremely fortunate uh, to be in Pennsylvania, um, uh, and those uh, uh, the cigar manufacturers, more importantly, the retailers, have done their due diligence with uh, uh, continuing to raise the discussion that. Um, cigar tobacco is completely different than cigarette tobacco and uh, should not be classified um, within the group of, of, of cigarettes so uh, which ultimately wants to keep the taxes down because uh, there's not a currently we have no cigar tax in Pennsylvania hey uh, Jerry for all the listeners and 
for everybody that's watching, I guess it is safe to say, what do you guys describe the cigar that they know that this is your first cigar of the day? It is. So that everybody's palate is clean, so that everything that you're hearing and listening to and seeing is 100% truthful. Um, me, I have not smoked a cigar yet, but knowing that from all of us that smoke cigars, when we smoke something stronger and then maybe go to medium body, our palates have changed because we don't taste it. So a lot of people don't know that this is your first cigar of the day. And a lot of you guys had coffee or are having coffee or whatever with breakfast. So for people that like stronger cigars like me and yourself, this is a great breakfast cigar to me. Right. So I, I mean, if, that yeah, if you had breakfast and, 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 and uh, you know, I, I was talking about having a, a cigar, uh, a mild cigar for first cigar and then was told, hey, Nick's picks and Dale's over there. So I said, well, I'll take my chances on Dale picking something and, and, and Dale picked something right in our in, in, in our in our in our bailiwack or, or right in our zone or whatever so uh, uh um, yeah. and wasn't afraid to spend a little bit of money unlike uh who, who's that you called him a wimp earlier uh, what's his name's not here today garrow oh garrow garrow, garrow. the duke that you know the duke you know tends to uh economize on cigars when it's his turn. That's what I've been told. It's been so long since no. I've been here when he, he it was his... Well, last know. time he bought Swisher Sweets. Since you were talking about days... Since you were talking about days, what day is it? Today, uh, it's hard to believe. Um, 18 years ago? 18 years ago today. 18 years ago today. Today is September 11th 2019, but 18 years ago, September 11th, 2001, uh, it was a day um, much like uh, uh, today. The president said, "No, not today." The president said, "You know, when uh, Pearl Harbor, a day yeah. that will live in infamy." Um, that was a day, at least for me and many of my workers, where the clock stopped. So September 11th, we want to take time and uh, just due to those individuals who lost their lives in New York City, in Shanksville, and uh, uh, the Pentagon in, D Pentagon in DC, and talk a little bit about where you were uh, September 11th, 2001. So uh, Dale, why don't you start us off? Do you remember well, the day well? Oh, I, I remember. <laughs> Inside, it was, what, about 8.30 in the morning when the first plane hit. Uh, I was on a morning conference call for work. Uh, one of the folks was from uh, Texas on the call, and he, he literally interrupted the call to say, hey, a, a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center, and uh, we kind of cut our meeting off. And, and started watching, and then as I'm watching it, because I, I pulled it up on the TV, the second plane crashed, and, and then when that happened, you know, it all went from an accident to this is terrorism, and, uh, and then as the morning unfolded and, and it was getting close to noon when the buildings collapsed, it was just a, just a horrible feeling watching all of that stuff transpire. Uh, it was devastating, and yeah, you never forget what you were doing. I, I don't. Yeah. Bill, what about you? 
Well, like Jerry said, you know, we refer to Pearl Harbor as a day that lived in infamy, and this is perhaps our generation's day of infamy. Something you never forget, uh, something you don't want to forget. You don't want to believe it, but you don't want to forget it. And uh, I was actually in the radiology department, the hospital that I was director in, and uh, pushing, helping push patients into the MRI from the lounge, and it came on TV. And everybody was mesmerized that the testing in the department in some areas stopped. Everybody was captivated in a negative way about what was going on and you saw you know the plane had already crashed into the tower and that was horrible enough and then you're standing there watching and the second plane crashes and then of course later on we hear about the Pentagon and we hear about Shanksville and uh, I mean there was a horrible horrible and tragic loss of life only mitigated to a, a degree about the tremendous numbers of acts of heroism uh, on the plane that crashed in Shanksville you know the recordings that you hear from that were astounding and sad and of course the firefighters and, and the police emergency workers in New York that put everything that they had that was dear to them their lives and their focus was on saving other people knowing that there was a good possibility that they weren't going to make it and tragically many many of them did not make it and this is really a day where what is it the red and the blue of the politics of this country hopefully will be put aside and people will once to come uh, once again come together and it was really interesting to note that back then for two or three weeks after everybody was getting along, going to church, praying, and so on, and how quickly we lost that. And hopefully we get back into that as a result of our memories from today. Jose, where were you? I remember I was a mechanic for the city of Harrisburg, and I had just bought in a police cruiser for repair, and I noticed that all the guys were in a little huddle uh, looking at a uh, TV. Um, and as I approached them, I saw uh, the uh, second plane hit, a chill went down my back that I'll never forget. I, I believe that uh, it was a uh, act of war. Um, it was uh, a feeling that uh, never leaves you. Um, very shocking, very sad, and uh, something that uh, you never can forget. Frank, what about you? I think it's time for a commercial break first. Okay, and then, you? and then you and I will talk about where we were. Okay, we can do that. All right. And take it away, Michael the Genius Parks. Great. Jerry the Godfather, it's good to have you back at the uh, head of the table here on Live from the Lounge. Michael Parks with a quick break to thank our sponsors here on Live from the Lounge. Of course, as Jerry's back, and so are the Brews, Fall Brews, Pumpkin Brews, they are back at Harrisburg Beer and Cigar. The beer side of Harrisburg Beer and Cigar, as we mentioned, that great new lineup and the way it looks right now, all open, fresh and clean, and again, filled with all your favorites that you could possibly imagine when it comes to beers and brews, including a lot of those seasonal brews that you know and love and look forward to this time of year, the pumpkin brews from the great Great microbreweries and breweries around the nation. So stop by, pick up one of your favorites. And, of course, they still have all the ones that you're looking for for your major uh, brands. You know, the Budweiser, Yinglings, and the Millers. 
liqueurs, and so much more. You can buy them singles, six-packs, 12-packs, by the case. You can buy them cold in the cooler and so much more. And if you're looking for something special, again, stop and ask one of the guys. They're really great at helping you out. The cigar side of Harrisburg Beer and Cigar, as they have that huge selection of beer, they also have that huge selection of cigars, hundreds of them in a huge humidor right there on site. And, of course, go in, pick out your favorites, looking for something, just ask. And if that is where the lounge is located, right next door, stop by and ask about uh, membership opportunities. And keep on following them on Facebook to learn about upcoming smoking events. They always have those uh, coming up throughout the, the year at Harrisburg Beer and Cigar. You need to pause the road next to Big Lots. And our friends at Front Street Financial, as we're approaching uh, fall and the end of the year, a time for you to start thinking about your finances, your future, your retirement, what you hope to do, what you want to do. And remember, as we always say, when it comes to finances and investments, this is something that you should not do on your own. Trust it to the experts, the experts at Front Street Financial, just a great group of people who care about you and your future. They've been doing this for many, many years for a lot of area folks So call them up, set up a no-obligation consultation. Let them tell you and show you what they can do. Go to their website to find out more. It's frontstreetfin.com. Learn about them, see the educational videos, check out the calculators, and all the other things. Financial planning, pre-retirement, and post-retirement, Front Street Financial, frontstreetfin.com. Now back to the lounge on Fox Sports 1460. America has experienced one of the greatest tragedies ever witnessed on our soil. We will not tolerate such acts. American Airlines Flight 11 departed Boston for Los Angeles, hijacked by suspects armed with knives. This plane crashed into the World Trade Center. United Airlines Flight 175 departed Boston for Los Angeles was hijacked and crashed into the World Trade Center. American Airlines Flight 77 departed Washington Dulles for Los Angeles, was hijacked and crashed into the Pentagon. United Airlines Flight 93 departed Newark for San Francisco, was hijacked and crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Despicable acts were an assault on our people and on our freedom. On Tuesday, our country was attacked with deliberate and massive cruelty. Our resolve has not been weakened by these horrific and cowardly acts. Well, welcome back uh, to the second half of Live from the Lounge at Harrisburg Beer and Cigar. And if you just joined us, uh, we were talking about this day, September 11th, and it being 18 years uh, since uh, the tragedy took place on uh, that day, uh, September 11, 2001. And we were sharing where we were. So Frank, uh, the cop, where were you at on that day? I was in New York City. I wow. Was, I was working with a, uh, about 15 FedEx investigators and we were working on theft problems that were going on in New York. And uh, six of those guys, me not being one of them, was uh, assigned to go over to uh, to the uh, the towers because there's so many zip codes involved in there. They had six guys to do the investigation or that part. And the only thing that really saved them, they should have been gone, was we were late. We stopped and had breakfast before we went to the terminal. We were all late. And thank God you're in New York, yeah. where 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 you know it takes some time, and and being late is, is somewhat a, a norm. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, with regards to that, 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but when I said the day was like today, it was a beautiful, beautiful, bright, oh, yeah. clear day. Yes, it was. And it was amazing. Oh, absolutely. Okay, thanks for clarifying that up. It was a, it was a beautiful day, and, and uh, so where I was, um, ironically, with with all of us is, uh, I work for state government, and at that time I uh, believe I was the division chief for investigations or assistant director of licensing, but. What, what I remember is I had just left a meeting, uh, an early morning meeting, and came down to the first floor where, where the licensing uh, offices were. And there were literally men and women in the hallway crying. And I said, uh, um, what happened? And they said, the Trade Center's been hit. So made our made my way down to the cafeteria where we had television and saw the first plane fly in to the trade to one of the towers second plane or first plane they were they remember oh, the first plane where they were showing that and then they cut away and showed the second plane and i was like you got to be kidding and then left to go back to my office and emergency email came out. To, they were closing all federal and state buildings. So we were told to, we were actually told to leave the building immediately um, and we would be notified, you know, to make sure we had emergency uh, uh, cards, uh, calls and trees. And that was right, and, and that reminds me too, the, another moment that was kind of stunning was when they came right over and said all planes are being grounded. Yeah. The entire U.S., every, every aircraft in the air was being grounded. Well, Dale, exactly right. And, and I remember that, you know, if anybody who has ever been around the Capitol complex with, during uh, bad weather or whatever, when there's a release, it's mass exit and yeah. get out there and meet the traffic. So. I took the time to say I'm going to walk over to one of the bars uh, until the traffic clears out, which I did. And sitting there, I then saw, which is burned into my mind, I actually saw the plane flying into the Pentagon. And what was so crazy about that was when they showed it on the tape, you could see the people in the plane knowing that they weren't going to make it you know so uh, uh that that was uh, uh, uh an unbelievable day and what a lot of individuals don't realize is as dale just mentioned it was almost eerie um not to see or hear a plane in the air i mean we're here in the central pennsylvania area we have um harrisburg international airport so we get an opportunity to see planes flying, you know, uh, um, and not to see a plane. It, it was the most eeriest thing. Yeah, and as you said, it was a beautiful day. Well, I, I heard, I, I didn't see it, but there was a jet, uh, probably a fighter jet, flying over Harrisburg right. at some point. Right. Well, it, there were still some planes up in the air, but they were military. Right. Yeah. Well, and, uh, but, 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 the, but they were there far, for a purpose. Far, right. As far as FAA, yeah. it, all, all planes, all, all domestic planes have been grounded. And the, I believe um, 
that some of the reason for that at Harrisburg International Airport is that the president's uh, uh, flyers, pilots, do touch and goes up here in, in, yeah. in Harrisburg International for flights for the president of the United States. Yeah. So um, a lot of history up in this area as well. But uh, to all those, uh, if I can, on behalf of Live from the Lounge crew, to all those who lost loved ones during that day, um, our health fell, condolence, and, 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 and their, their, their lives should be remembered. You get up to New York, you can go uh, to, to the memorial. They have a memorial in Shanksville. Yeah. And um, to those who were young, lived through it, or understand it, it's a reason why, no matter what, America is stronger when we're united then we're divisive on, on different it, It's uh, just a shame that it takes a tragedy right, to for bring that us to together. happen. Right, exactly. So um, we're going to move from 9-11 from, from, from um, to 9-9. To 9-9. To 9-9, which was, in my opinion, uh, a tremendous day. It's the reason you're listening to my voice on air because I, you know, uh, came back from Atlanta, Georgia, to, to be a part of uh, what I thought was uh, a great event. Um, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Bill so he can talk about what happened on 9-9 that you've been talking about uh, for several weeks now. and, and Several weeks. Several months. Several months. Right? But, Bill, I must say, you look a lot more relaxed than the last time I saw you. <laughs> so, Bill, take it away. I think one of the favorite <coughs> moments of my life was probably about 8 o'clock Monday night on 9-9 when I had the pleasure of watching everybody disappear from the golf course and the dinner and going home and it was over. I think everybody had an awful lot of fun. You know, for our first tournament that, uh, and I emphasize first because we really have started planning already for next year's tournament truthfully well we've already got a room full of prizes so oh my god we had more prizes and gifts for people it is i hate to throw out a number but i'm telling you it was in the tens of thousands of uh dollars and, and not dollars but gifts and really really neat stuff that was donated to a bunch of guys who have never done this before it was fascinating the faith and that the people had in us to get their products out and get their names out and and I could sit here for another half hour show easy and list the names of the sponsors alone that stepped up to the plate to help us out uh, the number of golfers what do we what do we have 80 88 golfers it, yeah, and we we were trying to have just 72, but we, we started with 72, extra. and then everybody came. We want to play in this. We want to play in this, and uh, we ended up with 96. But you you know, in every tournament, every event like this, you always have some at the very end who can't make it. So we we ended up with a net 88 golfers, and uh, sounds like an awful lot of people on a golf course, and it is. But the round was smooth. Everybody played by the rules and the scramble rules. It moved along. There were some tremendous golfers there. Uh, as far as our sponsors go, you know, I, I really hesitate to to mention anybody because I can't mention everybody. But there are a couple that uh, that uh, Larry Christensen. You know, you've heard us refer to LC. He was a uh, been a lifelong, a long time friend of Gary the Duke, and he's turned into be a friend of ours. 
Uh, Larry played baseball for the Philadelphia Phillies, retired I think in 1983 after a 10-year career. I think he still owns a record, doesn't he? He's uh, tied with Chris Short, the number of home runs hit in the game. Two, uh, September <laughs> by a pitcher, 5th, yeah. by a pitcher, September 5th, 1976, against the Mets. The headlines read LC3, Mets 1. And uh, he donated some 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 uh, some gifts for our players that were just beyond the pale. Uh, Jim Bunning autographed baseball and others, and it was fantastic. But 717 Armory, uh, of course, Harrisburg Beer and Cigar, uh, Ford Dodge, and uh, Lexus. Uh, Ray Hall Lexus. Trey, Ray Hall Lexus stepped up to the plate and had cars there. And it was just a tremendous, tremendous number of people that turned out for this. And one of the things that made it really nice and really interesting is, of course, we're a cigar-based radio show. We're a cigar-based group. And a lot of the cigar manufacturers really came through and stepped up and not only were handing out cigars, but provided a lot of really neat prizes. And I'm, I'm going to ask our videographer, Siraj, here to, who were, the, who were the cigar companies that were here? So, excuse me. So on the putting green, you had uh, Alex Mayer from Drew Estate Cigars. Um, on the other holes, we had Joe from Ventura Cigars. You also had Brandon from Nat Sherman, and you had Rami from General Cigars handing out cigars. Right. It was very. And now also, we do need to point out that we had three charities there: uh, St. Stephen's Episcopal School, uh, the Peyton Walker Foundation, and Cigars for Warriors. And I do believe that they were very, very happy by the tremendous support that our golfers gave to them during the tournament. And uh, Siraj, you have something? I say you also want to thank Brad Moyer for coming out with oh Liquid my, yes. Noise. Yeah. yeah, Brad's going to be starting his own brewery in Marysville pretty soon, uh, a brew house. And he brought some beer that was made specially for our tournament. Right, he, he had an Arnold quick. Palmer. Arnold Palmer, Palmer beer. Yeah. And he had uh, watermelon and cucumber beer. And it was good. Yeah. I mean, that could, it reminded and me when he came in here one time and he made jelly donut beer. It was fantastic. So yeah. thank you, Brad. But so many people out there. And, and the, the list of, of patrons, people that just donated gifts, were not looking for recognition. And most importantly, tremendous. Of all of it, we had we could not have pulled it off if we hadn't had the volunteers mm -hmm. that came out and they stepped up and were all over the course all over uh you know getting things set up all of that and they were fantastic uh yeah two of them are here you know jose and siraj were here and in fact bernie just walked in he was one of the players and i think uh bernie's got a smile on his face so i think he'll back us up that it was great For time first tournament, it was incredible you guys did an, an impressive job um, I kind of look forward to the future tournaments from what you learned from this. Well, we've had uh, probably at least a dozen people came up to us during the tournament and not only wanted to assure us that they're signing up for next year already, but we had shirts made for the, the crew. And I bet we could have sold a couple dozen of our golf shirts there, too. So you, you, realize, you realize, of course, that you, look you, good in red. you and Dale have put Billy, Jose, <laughs> And our our listener here to sleep. I caught them all closing their eyes. Oh, so I forgot Billy walked in. Billy played too. Yeah. Well, I can say I can say that that uh, from a golfer's perspective, who's played quite a bit of scrambles, uh, it was uh, up to the up at the top. I actually uh, was able to play in a scramble. I not only was actually to play, but I played under 
the flag of um, the uh, sons and daughters of Italy uh, and our foursome. Uh, thanks to Jesse, young Jesse, who can hit a ball straight 325 yards. Uh, we were putting for birdie or eagle almost every time. Hmm. And uh, we finished second in the tournament. I forget how much we were under. I you, think we you had I a 58. It, I, yeah. and the winner's winning score was a 57. There I take you it you like the game, right? I do love the game. And speaking of the game, yes, it's uh. time to shut down our game. Wow. Well, well you know what? You know what the Duke always says: the <laughs> fastest 30 minutes in radio. And Bill, don't forget iHeartMedia. Without them. A lot of this never would have Who are iHeartMedia? Well, iHeartRadio. <laughs> are they the... <laughs> you can find us on, on iHeartRadio every Saturday, uh, Sports 1460, noon to 12.30. We're podcasts as well, and you can also go to Facebook. Jose, would that, you like would you like to lead us off on our closing song, Jose? Do we have a closing song? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All well, Gary, get well soon, and this song is for you, my friend. Go ahead. A one and a two and a... Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. All in that wonderful game that we know as golf. Go ahead, Jose. My God. Somebody, Somebody stop this. And Frank, good night what? I'm going to say good night, Sammy Sneed. Wasn't he swinging Sammy Sneed? Swinging yeah, Sammy Sneed. Yeah. Swinging Sammy Sneed and say hello to my uh, my friend Robin Tatarano. Uh, ter forget her last name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robin, good he don't friend, know your last huh? name, but it's a good friend. He's only known you for 50 years. <laughs> Happy birthday, Rob. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Great. Many a tear has to fall, but it's all in the game. All in the wonderful game that we know as love. You have words with him, and your future's looking. Once in a while he won't come But it's all in the game Soon 